It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Welcome, everyone, to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, man, what a weekend we had this weekend, Jeremy. We had a fight weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Sometimes they intertwine with one another. I mean, <laughs> well, hey, it all depends on the relationship. But no, this was one incredible weekend, man. That is very true. I hope, uh, I hope uh, your, you and your uh, family had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. We did definitely. Just took it very easy. We went on on Saturday night with all the brothers, uh, almost all the brothers. Unfortunately, my youngest brother Tanner couldn't make it, but we uh, all the brothers went out and took mom out to dinner, and we had a great time. And we went on Saturday to avoid the crowds on Sunday, and then on Sunday I just made a nice dinner for uh, my fiance Joni and my mom, and we just had a really nice family time. So can't ask for more than that on Mother's Day. Um, yeah, you could have asked me to be there with you guys. I mean, I, then I would have to see you. I mean, I know my mother likes you and Joni likes you. That's but all that, that matters. Mean I that's all that, that matters. doesn't mean I have to put up with you more than I already do. The pain, ladies and gentlemen, that you're hearing in my voice is real. It hurts. I'm crying on the inside. I've been trying to get rid of you now. for years. They won't let me. I told you before, I'm like a bad penny. I always turn up, you know? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and welcome everybody on the stream. Uh, Cindy says, hi, guys. JC says, congrats on the engagement. Jeremy Miller, best wishes. Um, so, yeah, it's fun to have everybody here. Uh, Cindy says, tell your soon-to-be wife, happy Mother's Day. So definitely happy will, Mother's Day uh, to Joni. Uh, I don't know if I'm still in the doghouse with her over the last. Uh... It, it depends. I'm not sure what you did this time. You know, it's was it was it not calling her back? No, was it was it, it was know, that I was it this I time it was... that you're, you're in deep trouble for. <laughs> I think it was that I said something over the phone, which I thought that I wasn't on speakerphone until you told me after the fact that I was on speakerphone. Thanks oh, for right. That. I, you, you admitted something you did wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I didn't even, I was like, uh, I, I, I didn't, that wasn't me. That was my evil <laughs> twin or somebody with like a real bad chemical imbalance. <laughs> something to that effect. I had to like backtrack really bad. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you through text. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it was such a bad time. Anyways, well, hopefully I'm not in the doghouse. I did actually wish her a happy Mother's Day through text. She said thank well, you. She appreciates You know, it. um Joni doesn't hold a grudge, so of um, course she doesn't. You know, you you you're probably probably okay. 
Oh, Thanks yeah. for the probably part. <laughs> we both know that that's not true. That's a load of crap. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid to go and visit you. I really am for my life. I really am. It, it's not. It's not an unfounded fear. So. <laughs> You know firsthand. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Joni is very, very sweet. Of course. Yes, we will go ahead and you know continue. Oh, on now with you're that. now you're really in deep trouble. She's I don't. See I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, you know, I, you know, nah, man, nah. You you gotta go ahead and put me on the spot like that. I I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeremy. She's a wonderful person. Are you trying to get me he killed? Is. You know, just give me a second here. My love is an absolutely amazing, beautiful, yes. wonderful person. But yeah, she will absolutely persecute the heck out of you if you piss her off. Yeah, she will. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Well, when you've been screwed with in in your life as much as she has, you know, it's a very natural response. Very true. Very true. Now, I, I all jokes aside, I love Joni. Uh, she's a wonderful person. Uh, she's been a good friend of mine for a long time now. I'm like, she's like my older sister. I'm like her little brother, you know. Uh, and the that's only just thing, the relationship we've had. you know, the only fault she truly has is that she brought you into my life. So, I mean, I could say that the only fault she truly has is that she brought me into your life. <laughs> I felt the feeling might be mutual, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyways, folks, enough of this uh, abuse for one another that we always have, which that's going to come up anyway, regardless. It's love, folks. It's, it's love. It's 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 the it's the love to hate that you love to hate. You know, <laughs> so that's the, the relationship we have between one another. Anywho, uh, moving on with some obscure news that we have. Jeremy, you have a good amount of obscure news uh, coming in in the form of employment actually yeah we had a really interesting week this year in this uh week in obscure news um if you are kind of an anti-social person uh maybe don't like big crowds and communities perfect job opportunity for you open right now the penguin post office in antarctica is actually hiring for the season from november until like february or march it's their summer season and they're hiring new post office workers who work at the monument and tourist post office. Here's the thing, though. They say that the amenities are limited. Let us begin. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you start. Let us begin. <laughs> Weather, even though it's their summer, can dip to as low as 23 degrees Fahrenheit. Accommodations are extremely limited otherwise. Staff members share a single bathroom in which there is no flushing toilet. Camp toilets have to be emptied every day. There is also no running water, and staffers have no access to showers. Visiting ships offer showers to the staffers, yet they only come every few days, sometimes every two weeks. So you may be sitting around stinking for God knows how long with your fellow castaways. Wow. There is absolutely no cell service or internet access, and satellite phones are very costly. Staffers will have very minimal communication without the, with the outside world. And in the event of an emergency, medical evacuations to a hospital could take as much as seven days. Apply now. Oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> 
Dude, you're you're reading this off, and I swear, I feel like I'm like watching one of those long commercials for Pumexa or something like. Uh, side effects may include diarrhea, dying, uh, your neighbor hating you, um, you wanting to kill yourself, maybe not trying to kill yourself, exactly. and a whole bunch of other things. It's like that's what it sounds like to me. Sign me up. No, really, sign me up for that. And all of this is in the application. So this is their hook for getting you to come work for the, them. I wonder how much the pay is. Did they say anything about hey, the pay? Man, you, I didn't see anything about the pay in the oh, article, great. but I have to say, you know me, I like a bit of adventure. I've always said that had I not met Joni and the boys when I did, I probably would have ended up up in Alaska doing some crab fishing and doing. The, I was going to say know, that. I, yeah, that's that's very much my my cup of tea. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you think? Jeez, you won't be able to shower for like, what, two weeks or something like that until, you know, they come and say, hey, you're allowed to shower today. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you can come on our ship, please. Oh, my God. Dude, that is insanity. I mean, no you wonder they're looking They're work. not being courteous. They're coming into your shop and you haven't showered in two weeks. They're like, please, can you use our shower? It's like, what's that musky smell? <laughs> me <laughs> i mean would you i mean how would you feel saying something like that to somebody like well, that would here, be me here's the thing i've done uh long distance hiking mm -hmm. i i've actually done some through hikes that are 7 10 12 14 days you don't have access to running water to most of you know you're not doing like a long distance hike where you're going through towns every few days where you can grab a shower so you get pretty funky i mean that's just that's a fact of life um when you hit town finally after your big long hike you're starving okay you've been surviving on beef jerky and ramen and crap for for weeks now and the first thing you want to do is hit a restaurant yet you have been on the trail for 10 to 14 days oh, that's and so bad. believe me you have to apologize to the servers to you take an outside seat it's 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 bad yeah, and I can't imagine having to signing up for that for months and months at a time. That's just all kinds of bad. I mean, it's so funny. You actually mentioned about crabfish. You, you probably were a fan of the Deadliest Catch, huh? I, I honestly really enjoyed Deadliest Catch early on. Um, it was actually something my uncle never did uh, crab fishing, but he actually would go up to Alaska when he was younger and do the salmon fishing and stuff like that. He would get temporary work on a boat. He was very nomadic in his life. And, uh, you know, it just kind of always appealed to me. So I loved the first few seasons of Deadliest Catch when it was a little more, um, when it was a little less reality show drama BS. Yeah. And it was more just following these guys around. And I mean, I understand the producers have to keep people engaged. It's now more of a show. They have to really kind of build what's going on. But no, I loved the show and I find it very interesting that they still follow it all the way till now. Um, from what I heard, I haven't watched this season, but I did hear that it's been quite a struggle this year because the crab season was actually canceled last year because of COVID. And I was the wondering if they were still on too. It is on. They're, they're still on. They're in, I mean, their 14th, 15th wow. season or something like that. Wow. But they actually canceled the season. So all these guys had to scramble at the last minute to come up with some way to survive. Because again, when you're a fisherman, you have your small season to earn as much as you can. And that's got to last you. You know, it's very similar to actors. I mean, people think we're also, you know, rich and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm being dead serious. I have made $100,000 on a movie. 
do those come around every five minutes? No, they don't. That had to last me six, seven years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, these people have to budget, they have to, you know, plan. And when a certain season that is their busy season where they're going to make everything they can goes under, man, they really have to uh, adjust. From what I heard, Captain Sig, one of everybody's favorites on the show, actually pulled up stakes and sailed all the way back to Norway Wow! to hunt for red crab because they weren't allowed to, you know, fish for it here. Others, you know, changed it up and they they went after brown, you know, brown crab or snow crab or salmon or whatever else they could to try and make ends meet. But I mean, that's how desperate the situation is. Yeah. I mean, this guy actually sailed across the Atlantic. And it's and it's interesting because as opposed to the fact of the matter that we all watch the show, you know, because we're all thinking, oh, it's all about, you know, the sea life and it's all about, you know, what they do out there in the ocean, and everything. In reality, you know, they actually got the raw nitty gritty of what's going to happen when you don't have work, when you don't have exactly. when you don't have a job or when a situation such as COVID happens. What are you going to do then? What, what do you do at that point? They caught mm -hmm. what was the real reality of what everybody Absolutely. was going through, what every single fisherman was going through, what every single business was going through. They caught what the, what was real. And that actually had to have given them some sort of props for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you're talking about a very blue collar living lifestyle, you know, a show where people are living paycheck to paycheck, where they live season to season. Most of these guys, they work the season they go work crab fishing season it can be anywhere from two weeks to a month and a half and then they do salmon or they do you know a cod or they do but it's rotating and if one of those seasons that you have depended your life on that's how you survive goes under what do you do and they managed to capture all of that in real time that's pretty impressive that is impressive, actually. Yeah, because that that show, I kind of lost track of it after a while. I used to watch it mm -hmm. religiously, and I just kind of like lost track of it because it seemed like it was the same story over and over again. Which you know, duh. I mean, it's it's you know, fishing, it's crab fishing, it's gonna be the same story over and over again anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it just it just that that actually that season. I think I'm gonna want to go ahead and go back and watch that season uh, to see what they went through in that actual aspect so very interesting i gotta tell you jeremy that you have a very every time you you talk about your family you always have an interesting anecdote about what your family has done and everything and i'm just like dude you have like a very interesting family tree you know like it's crazy the stuff that you that you Boy, tell me sometimes my family i've always said if you if you fit in with my family you must be a little crazy because i mean we are we have a very extensive i mean i've told you my grandmother worked with timothy leary and albert huxley in san francisco in the 60s when they were doing the lsd experiments and distributing <laughs> lsd to people legally and i mean i i have a lot of relatives who've done a lot of very interesting weird and outrageous things my my uncle was a hell's angel he lived a very nomadic life he had a job at a spring factory but then he would take off and he was a trucker for a while and he you know worked the fishing boats in alaska and went to prison because he held a colonel and his wife hostage to get out of the marines at 17 years old which wow. he enlisted illegally and ended up in leavenworth i mean it's 
I, I have a rather eclectic family tree. What I, and it's so crazy because it's like, um, it, it's just so crazy because you know a lot of these stories that we talk about, you somehow it somehow relates to some of the stuff your family's done. <laughs> so I know it's so weird. I can't I can't find anything that doesn't have some connection to somebody. It's insane, man. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that. Mine is very cut and dry. I mean, my dad was a mechanic and a truck driver. I mean, I have uncles that are lawyers and uh, engineers hey, and stuff like hard that. Hardworking, normal blue cast class people keep this world going. Strange oddities like my family keep everybody entertained. I mean, well, the only <laughs> the only real thing I can actually say about my family is my grandfather cut the ear of a gentleman who had uh, who had uh, uh, disrespected his sister. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And he actually grabbed a sword and he cut the man's ear off and he had to escape because the family was actually coming after him uh, for doing that. So there's a lot old of school stuff. Oh, yeah, that's totally old school stuff. So uh, our, our our stream is actually going nuts here. Uh, we have a few people saying, um, well, Cindy's saying, well, Magic Mountain is hiring. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's that one. Out, yes, that but then there's the bears. Yeah, true. Did you hear about the bear they had to get rid of? I heard about that. The other day? <laughs> I did hear about that. Should have been another obscure news right there too. So, um, she, uh, Derek is also saying uh, Jeremy is so much smarter than Ben Seaver. Derek, you gave him one too, way too much credit on that. Uh, Cindy goes back to saying uh, his son went to school with uh, my nephew Justin. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they actually went to uh, went to high school together. It was really cool. Um, nice. Well, uh, we move on with uh, some more obscure news because, like I said, there's a, there's a couple of them in here. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a juicy day. Yeah, no kidding. And one of them has to do with uh, <laughs> with, a, with a family of birds that had a family of birds. <laughs> <laughs> so Actually, we have a family. A family that had a family of birds. Yes. <laughs> so we have a family in Redding, California, who... You know, I mean, one of the things we love as Californians, I know you all hate us, fine, it's whatever. But they do. The reason, one of the reasons we love California is because we're so close to nature. I mean, you literally can go outside your house, walk down the street, and find a gorgeous hiking trail. It's not this urban sprawl, in certain parts, but for the most part, it's not this horrible urban sprawl. It does come with some costs. Um, a family came home, a Redding family came home from a weekend trip to find that their house had been infested with birds. <laughs> Apparently between 20 and 40 swallows had flown down their chimney and taken up residence in their house. So when they returned from their vacation, they said it was like a Hitchcock movie. They opened the door and there were birds darting, <laughs> diving, like diving at them they were ducking and trying to move they said it felt like a hitchcock film and on top of that they've now had to go live with their daughter for oh the next God. month or so because 
the bird crap is everywhere and you can't get that out. So their furniture is destroyed. Their carpet is destroyed. They have to replace almost everything they have. And from what I found out, this is actually very common. Apparently across the United States, migratory birds apparently have a habit of flying down chimneys, chimneys and taking up residence in people's houses. Oh, my God. How would you like to open your door to a Hitchcock film? I mean, literally things diving at your face, trying to peck at your eyes. I'd be walking back very slowly. (laughs) 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 Don't make any sudden moves. It reminds me of the old Eddie Murphy quote about the um, about the haunted house. Why you never see uh, haunted house movies about black people. He's like he comes in the door and. The ghost goes, get out. Man says, too bad we can't stay. Let's go. (laughs) Sorry, that would be me. I walk in. I see these diving at my face. I'm like, the house is theirs. I'm out of here. Yeah, no kid, Dude, it reminds me of uh, that. That actually reminds me of that episode of Two and a Half Men where uh, where what's the name? The Seagulls. seagulls, And they're all (laughs) in Charlie's room. Oh my god, that was just so bad. And that it, was a great episode. Uh, awesome episode. And it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that about the whole ghost, uh, the whole ghost thing or whatever. I mean, I saw a TikTok uh, a couple of days ago. Actually, of this guy that <laughs> he's like, "This is what a scary movie would be if I start in it." And all of a sudden, <laughs> and he's like cooking. All of a sudden, he's here's like, "Get out!" And he's like, "F this, we're moving." <laughs> yep. It's it's a rational response. I'm sorry. <laughs> screw that dude i'm the same way i'm like yeah i ain't staying there for the life of me i'm I'm not gonna be like huh who's saying that where's it coming from nah um, we out bro we're we're gone ain't no ain't don't even i ain't even looking back house up for sale bye (laughs) you know selling it for this much or better offer i don't care take it Mm -hmm. anywho well that hopefully they got the swallows in a very humane manner uh they hired actually uh a very commonly known um, restoration company that does water damage and other things like that. And they hired people to safely escort the birds out and to clean everything up. But as I said, this is going to be a long process for these poor people. I could just imagine them walking in like, shoo, shoo, <laughs> shoo, get back. I have no idea how you would do that. I mean, what would you do? Would you bring in a giant like net and just try and herd them out or what? I I have no clue. I have no idea. That is a very interesting like job to have, you know, just like shoot, get 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 out of here, get out of here, you know. <laughs> or just bring or just bring like loud noises and start smashing symbols and get them out of there I, somehow. But, yeah, but then, you know, they may get aggressive, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then it will be a scene from the birds <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Anywho, uh we have another uh, story, another obscure story, and this one this one, this one takes the cake for for obscure news for today, Jeremy. This is an interesting one. Um, so we have a father in Australia who was actually banned from seeing his own children due to his fetish for wearing diapers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> apparently, how they how they get me in the newspaper is first of all. <laughs> apparently, the woman who married him knew of his fetish. And when they divorced, they had an agreement that he could have, you know, parental rights and involvement in the children's lives as long as he kept his fetish hidden from them because she felt that could be damaging to the children. You think? (laughs) You think? (laughs) 
and apparently he has started wearing them around the children oh my god against what they had verbally agreed to so a judge in australia has actually issued a court order that he may not be around the children because he has not demonstrated his um ability to rectify any detriment this may be towards the kids he claims that he does not wear them around the kids and what i do in the in the privacy of my own home is up me and i agree with him on that but his wife claims or ex-wife claims that he has shown up multiple times to pick up the children with the diapers actually hanging out of his pants so you could see he was wearing diapers under the pants. And from what she said, he wears them without pants around the house. And she does not want her children around that. So he's making it about a, it's my freedom to do what I want. And it doesn't hurt anybody. And she's making the case that you are scarring my children. And the judge agreed with her. I'm, I got to say. It depends on how this comes out, but I'm not sure how I feel no, no, about it. Depends, no pun intended. Depends, no <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> if this guy truly is only doing this, even if it's under his clothing, like if he's around his kids, but it's only under his clothing, if he's not walking around in a diaper with no pants on around his kids, if it's nothing that they see regularly, then who the hell is this judge to say that he can't be around his kids? Now, the question is, does the judge believe that he is doing that? Because that's the other side of it is they're saying, no, he wears these with no pants and he's around our kids and so on. So it's a rather interesting situation. But I have to say, I mean, it depends on how the facts come out. I mean, it's your fetish is your fetish. I'm not here to judge you. I don't care. Is it weird? Hell yeah to me. But it is what it is and if it's not affecting his kids because he doesn't wear it openly around them then you know what right does some judge say you know have to say that he can't see his kids but that's the the minutiae there is is that really the truth is he really keeping it away from his kids because yeah i do think that could be detrimental i mean seriously can you picture being a five-year-old wondering why daddy's walking around in a diaper crapping in his pants i mean <laughs> be a five-year-old and be like why is daddy borrowing my underwear <laughs> Um, we got uh, Derek in the feed saying, I heard he was a spokesperson for Depends. <laughs> I have to say, I don't remember what comedian said it, but honestly, there is a brand out there for men's or adult diapers that's called Surety. And I swear their marketing guy should get a raise because it sits right next to Depends. If you're looking for something to keep you safe, Depends? Surety. <laughs> I gotta say, their marketing guy is brilliant. Genius. Uh, Derek's also asking, how old are the kids? Uh, wouldn't they be able to say if he was wearing them or not? Um, apparently the kids are under five, so I don't know what the laws are there. It all depends on what they're saying, if they've contradicted it. And again, even here, a child's testimony under a certain age is looked at with a lot of skepticism. Uh, I can tell you that for a fact. I've had uh, friends who've been involved in cases where there was direct testimony from a five or six year old that was completely discounted by the courts and was not allowed because they didn't feel or didn't deem it to be reliable. So 
it, I, I don't know, but I do believe the kids were all under the age of six. Well, really quick, uh, moving on a little bit here, I wanted to actually touch base on a question that one of our audience members was actually asking. They posted the question. Uh, we unfortunately were running out of time. We couldn't go. I couldn't go ahead and get to the question just yet. I don't know if this person is in our stream today, uh, but a person by the name of Carol actually uh, made a comment in regards to vaping. And uh, she actually said, uh, "Aren't you know? shouldn't you guys talk about uh, how dangerous vaping is or to that effect, something like that? And uh, mm -hmm. we couldn't get a chance to talk about it, but uh, we have a chance now to go ahead and briefly address that uh, comment she made. Absolutely, uh, especially because I, I vape and I do it on air, so you know. Um, the truth is, danger, you know, vaping as opposed to not vaping or smoking, of course, it's more dangerous. There are health risks and we've already shown that, especially because of the higher nicotine levels in vape, sometimes it can harden the arteries. A lot of the same things you see with cigarettes, you can see as detriment from vaping. But the problem is, and the way Carol, you phrased your question is a way that it's phrased to me a lot of times in that there were false studies put out. Um, that actually stated vaping was worse than cigarettes. And I can't tell you in the last 10 years since I've been vaping that I've had people completely unsolicited. And I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make a sexist point here, but it's only been women at least three or four a year, usually middle-aged to older, who feel the need to come up to me and tell me, you know, that's so much worse for you than cigarettes. And I always say to them, thank you very much for giving me wrong information. Go do your research. Now, the fact is, cigarettes, the, there's only been one unbiased study done of this. Okay? American studies, when it comes to medical studies, are never not biased. That's a fact. Because we are one of the countries that allows outside funding for these studies. Who do you think funds them? Okay, there's the big Stanford study that came out and said that uh, vaping was so much worse than cigarettes. And it was actually published in the New England Journal of Medicine. You know what happened to that? They never had it peer reviewed before it went in, even though that's a requirement for being put in the New England Journal of Medicine. It was never peer reviewed. Every peer who reviewed it afterwards said it was complete and total BS. The guy had doctored the results. He had doctored the conditions. He was using temperatures that vape machines cannot reach to create toxins and chemicals that do not exist in normal vaping so that he could prove a point. This is what American research does 99% of the time. Are there honest researches out there? God, I hope so. But the fact is, when you have funding coming from a company who wants a specific result, 99 times out of 100, you're going to do what you can to get them that result. Otherwise, your funding goes away. That is American research. The British Royal College of Medicine is a collegiate and academic institution that accepts no outside funding. Their funding comes from the British government with the purpose of finding the facts. They did a 10-year study on vaping, and they found it to be at least 95% healthier for you than cigarettes. Now, does that mean it's healthy? Absolutely not. There are a ton of detriments that come with vaping, and that is a fact. But comparatively speaking to me picking up a cigarette or any other tobacco-based product, it is at least 95% healthier. There is a 95% less risk of me vaping, and that's a fact. 
You want to know how why we know? Because the research had no outside influence. It was done with no intention and no funding and no anything else than to get an honest result. This was not an outside company, which, by the way, the Stanford study was funded by companies that are related to R.J. Reynolds, Philip Morris. Oh, yeah, tobacco companies who are losing money. I wonder why they wanted those results. So, again, should you start vaping? Absolutely not. If, if you're a smoker and you want to switch over to vaping, you're doing something good for your health. That's a fact. It's been backed up by science. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Cindy in our stream is saying, uh, I see kids vape that are in high school. Oh, that's, I mean, there was also, kids were also smoking when I was in high school too. So that's uh, nothing new to me either in that, in that particular case either. So they're marketing to kids. They're putting flavors in. They put flavors in because adults don't want to taste nasty ass tobacco and nicotine anymore. When we stop smoking, that's why it tastes better having something that tastes like fruit than freaking burned ash ashtray. Okay. That's what adults want. And the fact is you want to say that, oh, they're marketing it to kids. They're making it easier for kids. I was a kid. We were stealing Pall Mall non-filters because we wanted to smoke. Okay, do you think that tasted good? We still did it, and your kids will too. It's a fact. Just like Hartman said. <laughs> uh, moving on. Well, I mean, hopefully uh, she'll be able to, like, I don't think she's in the stream right now, but if she, you know, watches the, the rerun of this, she'll go ahead and, uh, you know, see your answer to that. Uh, moving on in entertainment news, Fred Savage is in trouble yet again. Uh, the, the former Wonder Years uh, alum actually was fired from the Wonder Years reboot. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time that uh, Savage has been in trouble for misconduct. He actually was fired uh, as director and producer of the new Wonder Years reboot. And uh, it's just it's a very he, he's been accused of inappropriate conduct. Uh, according to um, according to uh, reports, it says, "quote This is uh, for from uh, you uh, us weekly." Quote, recently we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage, and as is policy, an investigation was launched. This is a spokesperson for uh, 20th, uh, 20th Century Television. Um, upon its com upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment as an executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. Now. Again, this isn't the first time that uh, that Savage has been accused of uh, of misconduct. Uh, he also got fired from another show called uh, The Grinder, I believe it's called, uh, because uh, allegedly uh, he had he had hurt a makeup artist or a hairstylist hand, smacked her hand out of the way, and apparently his temper towards uh, towards women. Uh, it, it seems that that's that's actually an issue. That's been an issue. He's he's been known to f uh, fly off the handle uh, on set, and it's just it's just been pretty bad, uh, according to like uh, past reports. So this isn't the first time he's been in trouble, and uh, it's not looking too good for him, man. Well, there's two parts of this that I'd like to address. First of all, it's the previous allegations. Um, this has been following Fred around for some time, and I I will give the disclaimer. I know Fred Savage. I've known him for many, many years. Um, it's not like he's one of my close friends, but we've known each other. We've traveled in the same circles. And 
we never got along as kids. That was just, you know, we were rivals. We were on different shows. I was dating the hot girl on his show, which he didn't like because she had turned him down. You know, we just didn't get along. It was normal teenage angst BS. But we had come across each other in the last, you know, 10 years or so multiple times. And he's been very warm and very sincere. So let me say that first. But dating even back to Wonder Years... Allie Mills, as well as um, the sister, Olivia Dabo, I believe her name was, mm-hmm. um, have pressed allegations against Fred Savage, as well as Jason Hervey, who played the older brother on Wonder Years, about sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior and things like that. And I will say that in our era in our time there were things that were considered acceptable that would not be considered acceptable today they were not okay but none of us really knew any better i mean i can tell you there were things on our set that occurred that no one had a problem with i mean no i mean no one ever voiced an opinion the people who did it are still beloved by our cast and our crew but there were things that in today's lens and light would have probably resulted in court charges. So I take some of that with a, not a grain of salt, because the fact that Ali Mills and Olivia Dabo felt that this was a problem means that it was. I mean, that's, if it was enough for them to have to say something, and rumor has it is the reason why the show was canceled, um, because Ali Mills and Olivia were pushing this issue. Um, you know, that was a major, major problem. And the charges on the grinder were not just about him having smacked the woman's hand away. There was also a sexual assault charge by one of the other people on the show. So again, these are things that are adding up and building up. I don't know. I've told you guys a thousand times. I will wait until I see all the final evidence, you know, because it comes out i'm sorry we always get more of a picture to this and all we're getting is a snippet right now but with his history with the people who have worked with him on the shows most of them speaking up and saying this is not abnormal behavior that's a problem i mean that's a really big problem and um, for someone who has worked so hard to be successful behind the scenes you know as a director as a producer um he's 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 looking at a really big challenge right now to continue that because one accusation's one thing two's another three four five six you know when you get to a certain up that's that's a that's a problem when they start piling up I, i hate to be this way about it but you know hey i was defending tiger woods too after the first one two when we got to 15, I'm like, gee, many Christmas. I can't. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> you know, so it's just I hate to make light of it because it is a hard situation. But if this is something that's been following him this whole time and the accusations keep building up, it's going to be very hard for him to continue with what he's doing in this business. True, true. I mean, it's 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 tragic. I mean, I've actually I, I never met uh, Fred. I've met I met his brother, Ben, years ago. I was working. I'm not going to say where I'm working, where I was working because then I'm going to age myself completely. But I was working at a very popular uh, uh, place years ago on Universal City Walk. 
And uh, he actually had come in and uh, spoke to me. He was very nice, very, uh, very chill dude. Uh, he was actually on his way to, to Stanford to, you know, he was actually, uh, he had just graduated and he was on his way. Uh, he got accepted to Stanford university and uh, he was just a really solid guy, really solid person. So I, I pretty much would think that Fred is, you know, similar to how his younger brother Ben is that they're really, you know, really nice people to the public and everything. They're not rude at all. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know how they are to the public. I actually didn't do much publicity touring with fred at that point in time um you know earlier than that we used to travel and do publicity as kids you know the kids from who's the boss the kids from belvedere Uh (laughs) yes i was around Alyssa. (laughs) i still adore melissa Alyssa, one of the sweetest nicest and one of my biggest wonderful women one of my biggest crushes growing up, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Alyssa's awesome, and uh, so was everybody else. But we used to travel together. You know, when we were doing PR, they would always be like, oh, let's get the kids from the shows on ABC. Mm-hmm. And by the time Wonder Years came on, they weren't doing that quite as much anymore. You were doing more solo publicity stuff. So we never got a chance to travel. I don't know how he was to the fans. You know that's something that I have always... Um, judged other actors on i i've seen people who are horrible to their fans and all i want to tell them is you wouldn't have a job without them so what is your problem um but fred was always like i said we didn't get along but he was never a a dick to me i mean that's just the truth he wasn't um he's always been a nice guy when i've been around him but again the more allegations add up and the more people continue to say this is a pattern of behavior, you can't ignore it. Very true. Very true. And that's something that unfortunately uh, the studios have to put, you know, effort into investigating. And uh, this time, this time it might not go too well for Fred. That's for sure. Especially since there are past allegations and they're piling up like this. I mean, right now we're, we're also in the midst of a brand new that nighty show that's going to have all the cast from that 70s show back, except, except for Danny Masterson, who has a court case in August uh, for 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 many uh, sexual assault allegations against him. So we'll be keeping an eye on that one, too. And Fred, this is this is not going to look this is not going to be good for him either, because if any truth or any proof comes to light, they might actually go the legal route completely and they might actually try him for some of these allegations. So. We don't know what's going to happen, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep you everybody apprised as to the situation as it develops. In other entertainment news, Stephen Colbert has paused uh, filming the Colbert Report, or actually the the yeah, that's the, the name of the show is the Colbert Report, um, because of a possible COVID nineteen recurrence. Now, uh, Stephen went on; to, it's actually the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, and uh, Stephen went on to on on Twitter. Actually, the the somebody on Twitter went on on his behalf and said, uh, "quote Stephen is experiencing symptoms consistent with a recurrence of COVID. Out of a uh, uh, out of an abundance of caution for his staff, guests, and audience, we will be isolating for a few additional days. The Late Show will not be taping new episodes until further notice. So this is um." Hopefully this isn't uh, this isn't a trend. Hopefully this isn't something that's uh, starting to develop or a pattern that's starting to develop right now, where COVID's starting to have a recurrence to many other places. Because we're just 
barely starting to slowly but surely get some bit of normalcy back into our lives. I mean, granted, the the mask lift and everything else like that. I mean, that 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 could I don't know. I, I can't really say that it was a good idea, nor can I say it was a bad idea. Eventually, society had to get back to normal or some sense of normalcy. But at the same time, you're also risking things like this happening, a recurrence of COVID-19, especially with the virus mutating and everything else. Granted, vaccinations are helping a lot, but, you know, I mean, this is going to end up being like another flu, really. Well, here's the thing. We've already known this for a while. They've said when this subsides because of mutations, because of the different variants, all that stuff, this is going to be something. This is our new normal. This is going to be something we have to live with. But people need to remember, even though things are waning, it's still there. And long term COVID is a thing. You know, I mean, unfortunately, Stephen Colbert may be dealing with some of that. We don't know. But a reoccurrence is actually extremely common once you've had it because your body hasn't fully recovered and you go back through the symptoms and you generally experience it even harder Mm -hmm. the second time. So, you know, people need to still be careful just because people have lifted the mask mandates doesn't mean you shouldn't still be cautious. You know, I, I right now I have clients who I want to do cooking classes and things like that. And I had one that was recently exposed through family and we postponed, you know, even though it was a slight chance and so on and so forth, please people be careful still. You know, don't just throw caution to the wind at this point, because this is still a serious disease. The people who are responding well and are not getting, you know, huge, huge effects from it. Generally speaking, the numbers show are the people who are vaccinated. Now we're talking about people in the normal age range, Um, as you know, Dave and I were talking about a few weeks ago. Things have evened out among the non-vaccinated and the vaccinated in the elderly. You know, that's actually a scary thing, but the numbers are starting to catch up. Even vaccinated elderly are starting to die more often from this virus. That shot ought to tell you something. We need to still keep being careful. We need to stay aware. Okay. That's just a fact. We're going to have to deal with this for a very long time. True. And it's very unfortunate, but it's the way of life that we uh, have been. It's, it's the cards that we've been dealt with at this point and we just have to like figure out a way to just live with it we got no other choice hey man, in we, the could, we could we could be going through the great depression and then world war ii i mean people deal with crap like this throughout history you know this is our turn apparently yay anyways <laughs> <laughs> moving on to you're more so enter- enthusiastic moving on to more entertainment news a brand new trailer of an adaptation to uh the 90s version and the other version of father of the bride just premiered today actually i posted it on my social media and it actually stars andy garcia and gloria stefan now this particular version of father of the bride is actually different because in past versions the father of the bride and his wife are actually still together but in this version the father of the bride and his wife are actually going through a divorce and they have to put up a front to their just barely engaged daughter 
uh, that they're doing okay, that everything is hunky-dory and they're still happily married and everything else while they have to plan a wedding at the same time. The trailer alone is just, it, it's its hilarious. I saw it and I was like, Andy Garcia is doing a great job. I uh, Another childhood crush that I had when I was a kid was Gloria Stefan, so it's great to see her acting. I haven't seen her acting in years, so it's really cool to see her back uh, in front of the camera again. And um, the, the, the entire trailer is just is it's just very interesting to watch it's going to be on hbo max and uh, man i'm actually looking forward to this one this one's going to be a pretty good uh rendition of father of the bride well the whole adaptation and the different twists makes me a little interested but i have to say this is not i, I wasn't thrilled to hear this um the original with spencer tracy what and Joan Bennett was an amazing film. It was a great comedy. It was classic for its time. And to redo that with Steve Martin, again, one of the greatest comedic actors of our time, it was brilliant. It was a great redo. Andy Garcia is a wonderful actor. Andy Garcia is not a comedian. Well, I don't. No, no, no. Sorry. He's got he good. has been in. He's, he's got, got good time. He's a great actor. Yeah. Any great actor can can pull off a comedic part. But don't tell me that he can do a role like Steve Martin can in that kind of comedy. He can't. No, I really can't. I'm sorry. He's a great actor. He does not have that comedic ability that that Steve Martin has. If he did, he would have done 20,000 brilliant comedies like Steve Martin did. But that's not True. him. That's not his style of acting. I'm hoping that they actually make this into more i mean although still funny that they examine a little bit of the dramatic points of the divorce and how this is affecting i hope they take it in another little turn like that because if this is supposed to be just a straight funny kind of raucous comedy i i don't see gloria stefan and you know i don't i don't see them pulling that off they're that's not their they're, they're not comedic actors. Andy Garcia is a brilliant guy. Uh, uh, Gloria Stefan, I've seen act before. She does a great job. But comedy is different. And when you're following in the footsteps of somebody like Steve Martin, I mean, the original was Spencer Tracy, one of the great comedic actors of the old days and a great dramatic actor and all that kind of stuff, too. But when's the last time you saw kind of a zany Andy Garcia movie? Well, I mean, and, and the, and from what I gathered from the trailer, it's really not even Andy Garcia trying to be funny. He's just trying to be himself as a father. I mean, well, that's, this is this is this is how you would see Andy Garcia as a dad. You know, that's and, what I'm hoping they've done. And if they did that, and they really removed it from just being a comedy, and this is more, we're taking the story, but we're making a real like movie about what this would entail and the divorce and how they're all dealing with it. That could be really cool to see. I mean, for, but if they're for, trying to just do a comedy and just do a relived comedy, I don't, I, I just, I'm not buying it at this point. I mean, it's, it's got a sense of, it's got a sense of like a dramedy, I guess you might say in a, in a way, because there is a comedic factor, you know, having to plan the mm -hmm. wedding and all the different characters that are coming in. And, you know, I mean, they're the, the groom doesn't watch sports and he's like, what you don't want any girls. He's like, what you don't watch football. What's the matter with you? You know, <laughs> like it's, it's well, got that type of co comedic value to it where it's a little more real as to, you know, that this is Andy, this is Andy's personality. 
I could like that's I could like that. I like that take on it. If they went more realistic with it and it's not just supposed to be a straight comedy, if there's more of the human emotion and they delve more into that element of it, I think this could really work. Well, we'll just go ahead, go, go ahead and find out. Uh, it premieres June 16th on uh, HBO Max and in uh, selected areas as well. So we'll go ahead and uh, take a look at that when it comes out. Now, as, uh, as uh, you know, traditional habit, of, again, you know, we have uh, uh, Jeremy's blind react to TikTok videos. And uh, I always have uh, these wonderful videos, wonderful little surprises for, for Jeremy to check out. And all of you, in case some of you don't have TikTok, you know, this is a good opportunity for you to check out some of the talented and funny uh, aspects of this app. And, you know, the people that are doing some of the funny stuff that they have on there, uh, maybe it might uh, convince you to get a TikTok. I have no idea. We might feature your video on here. You never know. So, uh, uh, but in this particular video, actually, this actually has to do with a very awkward exam and a very awkward result from that exam. Check it out. I just had a prostate exam. When the doctor left, the nurse walked in, closed the door and said something very unexpected. She said, who was that? <laughs> but why did I enjoy it? <laughs> I mean, you're in the middle of a prostate exam, and <laughs> that's a good joke. That's a good joke. I like that one. That's a you know, it's a very odd, very awkward uh, you know situation for anybody, really. Uh, so, anyways, um, that's one of the the videos I got for you. This one has to do with a clerk, and it's so funny because when I see the customers that this clerk sees. I'm wondering if this is all planned or if this is Florida. <laughs> You'll see why uh, right now. Hey, how are you? Hi. These are two for three fifty. Yeah, no shit. She works. I got my glasses. How much are these? Nine ninety nine. You think I can get some bitches with these? Hey. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Let me get um. Let me get 50 cent on pump three. Where you going, next pump? Hey, how you doing? Can you shut the fuck up? Hey. Uh, let me get uh, 10 on uh, uh Man, this let me got go numbers out there. Let me go look, let me go look. Look, I got it. Let me get 20 on. Uh, hey, we get hey. 20 on pump two. All right, have a good day. Can I get my change? You said 20 on two, you gave me 20. 20 cent, dumbass. How you doing? Good. Would you like a bag? What do you think, lady? I'm gonna put it up my ass. Hello, sir. How are you today? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, your thoughts? <laughs> Florida? <laughs> Definitely south of the Mason-Dixon. Um, I have uh, I have been in many a gas station and convenience store that was familiar to that down south. So uh, maybe not as staged as you might hope. Yeah, right. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, maybe this is real. No, what the two that cracked me up was the guy that put fifty cents, and he's like, "Where are you gonna go to the next pump?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> that one stood out for me. And then the one where uh, the first guy doesn't remember the number, and then the next guy is the same thing. That yep. stood out for me for a reason. That reminds me of my bartending you do it all days. The time? No, because that that reminds me of my bartending days when you have one one guest coming up to you. Uh, let me get a. Yeah, they've only and been I'm standing like, at the bar waiting for fifteen minutes. And... Are you serious? I'm like, all right. I'll get back to you next. And then the next person, same thing. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Come on. <laughs> you, have, you see how crowded this is right here. You're, uh, you're driving me nuts. Anyways, uh, this last one right here actually has to do with LGBTQ community. Now this, this is the most, <laughs> this is the most innocent question I've ever heard from a kid, but it's the funniest question I've ever heard from a kid. Check it out. What does LGBTQ plus mean? Like, is it the premium version of gay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the plus means like others. Gay premium. <laughs> <laughs> is it the premium version? Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> the most the innocence of that's the kid. A great kid question, too. I mean, in, in his understanding of the world. What is it, the premium version? Oh my god. I saw that. I was, I'm crying right now. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask some of my gay friends what is the premium version? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. god. I gotta know. I gotta ask. Oh my oh god. Lord. That was probably one of the best. Uh that was probably one of the I saved that one for last because that was like the best one. The best oh, question. I'm sending that text out tonight. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, here's the link. I need to know what's the premium version. <laughs> I want to see the responses I get from my buddies. Oh my god. Oh my oh. god. Yeah, that was the best one. That was the best one. I swear. That is awesome. I'm never gonna forget that for as long as I live. I swear. Uh, moving on to some sports news here. Um, as we all know, this weekend was filled with fights, uh, disappointments, and uh, surprises. Actually, uh, one of them was uh, Donald Cerrone was supposed to go against uh, against Loazon actually at UFC 274 uh, against Joseph Loazzo at UFC 274. But unfortunately, un unfortunately, he had to back out because of a serious illness. And it has nothing to do with COVID. It actually ended up having to do with the fact of the matter he had food poisoning. And it wasn't subsiding, unfortunately. So that's why he had to back out. But in a recent Instagram post uh, video that he posted out today, he basically said that he only has two fights left. He doesn't know if the Joe Lawazo fight is going to actually happen. But he says he's only making it 50 fights and he's done. He's at 48 right now. Two more fights. And Donald Cowboy Cerrone is retiring from MMA. So, you know, uh, I, I I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think he was a great fighter. He was a great fighter. He was fun to watch. And you got to respect it. I mean, I have a lot of respect for somebody who can spot their limit and knows where, the, you know, it's it's always sad to see, you know, great people you enjoyed watching compete, great fighters, great athletes, um, you know, fall apart. And too many hang on for way too long just trying to capture that last little bit of glory. And uh, it's nice to see somebody who has realized I'm at the end of my rope. 
And that's the bottom line. So good luck to Donald Cerrone. We're looking forward to the last two fights. In other sports news, another fight that surprised the world. Uh, it was against Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivol. And uh, Canelo lost via decision. But you know what? I saw the entire fight. Man, Canelo could not keep up with uh, Bivol. I mean, Bivol was mm -hmm. just like running circles around him. And Canelo could not catch a break. The guy was too fast. And he was very, very, uh, very, uh, uh, he had a lot of agility and Canelo could not keep up with him. It was a very one-sided fight as far as points are concerned. And it was by unanimous decision. Uh, later on, uh, Triple G, uh, Gennady Golovkin went ahead and said, tweeted, congratulations on your win at Bivol underscore D. That was solid. Keep it up. So will we see a fight between Triple G and Canelo after this? That's a pretty good question. I have no idea. What do you think, Jeremy? It's going to be interesting if fans even want to see it. I mean, Gennady's hitting the end of his, you know, peak. And as we've seen, Canelo time is starting to catch up. So I don't know. It depends on if the fans still want to see that fight. If they do, it'll, it'll get made. I'm sure it'll get made. I mean, it's the biggest payday either of them have on the cards, except I'm sure, I'm sure Canelo has a rematch uh, clause in his contract with uh, Davalo. So after that fight, I mean, again, we saw Canelo get picked apart. You don't normally see a, a fighter be able to come back and take a guy like that. I mean, he had an answer for anything Canelo wanted to do. He's faster. He, he just dominated the ring. So again, Canelo would be stupid not to take the rematch fight, but at the same time, do you really think the outcome's going to be any different? So after that, what are their options? The best money fight that Gennady and Canelo could get is going to be fighting each other. So Facts. I think we'll still probably, I think we'll still probably see it, but um, it's not going to have the luster it once did. Definitely. I mean, they're both on the uh, downside of their careers. Very bit. true. I mean, again, and I say that it's it's different with fighters. I mean, Muhammad Ali was on the downside of his career, his last 15, 20 fights. He still won like 18 of them. You know, I mean, it's it's not that these guys still can't fight or do what they do. It's just they've lost a little bit of that magic and that brilliance. Very, very true. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Before we wrap up, we have one more comment from Derek. He says, actually, he's talking about one of the TikTok videos. He went ahead and said, here's a funny story. My dad, who was chief of police, was new to the nuances of self-serve at gas stations when it first started. He filled up his vehicle and then handed the money to another customer. Uh, quote, I uh, guess he thought uh, it was an attendant and dro drove off. They got his license plate and then had to go back up and pay. He was teased unmercifully for weeks by all the patrolmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he heard about it from every officer on that force. <laughs> that's the news in oh, case you haven't good. heard it. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to the Navarro Miller Report. We appreciate all of you being here with us today. Uh, make sure you go ahead and follow us on YouTube. Uh, we stream live on uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of our uh, all of the the places where you can find us is in are in my um link tree on my instagram which is dave navarro 1.0 uh so go ahead and check me out right there and uh make sure you uh come back 
every Monday and Friday. We'll be back here on Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. bringing you everything in obscure news, uh, entertainment, and sports. And maybe we might add a couple of other things here and there. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, I'm Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, we hope to go ahead and see you next time. I, I really don't hope to see you at all, Jeremy, but I, I know yeah, that's what I'm going to Yeah, but you're going to. You know it's just inevitable. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like it's like it's like crabs. They come back somehow. It's weird. <laughs> I would know. You'll have to tell me about it. I neither do I. All right, what the hell? Right. <laughs> this is this is this is freaking public radio right now. This is public podcasting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you check us out next time. And make sure you check out the replay tomorrow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio.com, and so many other streaming platforms. Again, go ahead and check it out on my link tree. But until then, we will see you next time. You have been listening to The Navarro Miller Report.